Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like he does every week, Benny Little. Yeah, it's good to be here, guys. Thank you. Welcome, mate. Welcome. Yes, thank we've got you. A, we've got a special guest, mate, and uh, we're going to talk a bit of footy with him as well. But Ooh. he's got some he's got some history. Our special guest this week, a man who's trusted to lead, mentor, and help guide the lives of the professional rugby league players on a daily basis. I'm so excited to have him on the program tonight. Our guest on the Spirit of Sport. The St. George Illawarra Dragons chaplain, Stephen Edwards. Steve, thanks for joining us, mate. Welcome. Pleasure, Tim. Pleasure, Ben. Lovely to uh, lovely to be here to have a chat. Now, you wear yeah. a couple of different hats. Obviously, uh, being a chaplain is, uh, is a pretty cool thing to do with the Dragons, but you also are involved with the King School. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I've uh, worked at the King School for 24 years. 24 uh, years. Enjoy wow. being here. So you started yeah, there yeah, when the you were six years old. <laughs> 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 Uh, and and how how do you find it? It's uh it's a pretty special school. I I only live a few hundred meters away, and I've got a lot of friends that um their their sons go there, and I, I love the discipline a lot of those kids come out there with. Um, how how's it like being involved there the day to day? Yeah, love it. The the boys are absolutely fantastic. You know, kids are kids. Uh, they deal with various issues in life. Uh, they love life, but they get challenges too, and you're there to support them and look after them. And uh, yeah, we have a great time. Mate, it's uh, there's been some NRL players that have come through the grades of uh, the Great King School, and we've had, as recent as uh, just the last couple of years, Will Penasini, uh, Joseph Sawali. Um, what was it like watching those boys when they were in school? Oh, just amazing! Yeah, just to you know, watch them from year seven. Yeah, and you knew they were special, but but also the other side is just to see their character grow and develop. Mm. And both those two young men that you mentioned were just so helpful for us in looking after the other boys and caring for them and being a witness to them. It was fantastic. Actually, I was on the field uh, last Sunday uh, having a chat with Will Penasini after they beat the Dragons. Ah, right. You were there at the Paris Stadium. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, certainly. The Dragons went well. Certainly I was, yeah. The Dragons went well. And they did. You talk about Will. I, uh, mate, I, I, I rate him as a future captain for the Eagles. The way he speaks, the way he presents himself, his performances are great. He's just someone that I can see really being a leader of that club. And like I said, it's a good example of you know the kind of people that come out of that school. What? Why do? Why do they come out of the school like that compared to you know a, a normal everyday public school? Oh, look, I think it's possible in any school. Yeah. Uh, and look, it's a team effort. Uh, you know, their families are, are great also. You know, they've got families who are so supportive and, and, and caring for them. Uh, we we have opportunities here at school where we can really push the boys and, you know, and challenge them in certain areas and especially in that sport area. But, you know, also in music and drama and a whole bunch of stuff. And, and they'll fail sometimes, but we want to be with them to, you know, to help them through and, and to learn how to deal with the ups and downs of life. And, and they've, got a good, they've got a good opportunity to do that here and some great people around them. Now, you're also the chaplain of the Dragons. Tell us a bit about how that got started. Yeah, unbelievably, it started with the Steelers uh, oh. back in 1992. Yeah, wow. I was, I'm, I'm getting older, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, so I was a local minister down there. Someone else was doing it. And they just gave me a call and said, you know, do you want to, uh, do you want to jump in? Uh, I, was, I was playing a bit of sport myself. I, was, I think I was playing AFL back then. I hurt my knee. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I want to keep on playing footy. But then Doc said, look, how much are you getting paid to play? And I said, nothing. And he said, well, I wouldn't play anymore. <laughs> so uh, so I jumped into sports chaplaincy uh, yeah, way back then with the Steelers. And the, how how far have you seen chaplaincy come in the last, you know, uh, what is it, 30 years? 
Yeah, it's 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 come a long way. Yeah. Uh, I think rugby league was a was a, an early starter and, and jumped on board. I mean, the Sharkies actually were, were, were big team and started with the chaplain. Yeah. But it's been great to see a number of clubs, not just in the league, but across, and not just professional clubs too. But a lot of community clubs now have got chaplains and can see the value of having someone there, yeah. you know, to support the players. Yeah. And um, how how are you enjoying connecting with the the team this year? How are they faring? Uh, yeah, look, it's been a tough year for the Dragons. Uh, I've, it's 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 great to be around because I've been around for so long. Um, you know, you sort of get known around the place, and, and old players come back, and you know they sort of make a beeline for you. And Reeve, you're still here. What's going on? Yeah. But the current crop of guys, it's been great working with them. Uh, you know, people know about the the issues that uh, we've been facing. With change of coaches and all that's really disruptive and that, that's hard for the organisation. Yeah. That's hard not just for the players but for everybody. And so sometimes, you know, when, when times aren't going that well, that's when you need the chaplain a little bit more. You know, when they're winning and everyone's happy, it's like, you know, how are you going, boys? Oh, we're fine, you know, life's good. Yeah. But when things have been a bit tough and, you know, things aren't going your way, uh, which just seems to be happening a bit for us, that's when they're a little bit more, yeah, yeah, you know, they want to talk talk a bit more and, and life's a little bit harder, so you need to pump their tyres up a bit more and get beside them because they're, they're doing a bit tougher. And so this year has, you know, has certainly been one of those years. Yeah. yeah. Do you find players uh, tend to lean on you more during these times? As in, you know, I found even when I was playing, players really talked about their faith, but when they were, you know, when we were struggling as a team, our form was down, people injured, um, all of a sudden that they, they they looked for something else because they had all their eggs in one basket. Um, do you find when, when the teams are struggling more that the topic of faith is a lot more um, accepted? Oh, definitely. Uh, and not it may not be faith, but it just you know, it oh. just may be they're looking they're looking to know how to cope. Yeah. And also just looking to know how to share. You know, as you know, Tim, you, you play professional sport but you're still a person. And you still need encouragement. You still need support. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, just just because you get paid doesn't mean that you, you know you're not immune from feeling down and you know feeling pretty crappy about you know how things are going. Uh, and so I'm a big believer in chaplaincy. You just want to be around for the normal normal life. You know things that happen. So just you know if they're training or the, you know to, just to be around. And then when things do get tough, then they're used to you being around. Yeah, and, you know they're they're happy to open up a, a little bit more and and to have a chat. But all all as you know, all of those are different. Uh, some want to talk about faith, some want to talk about faith. That's okay. I'm I'm there to talk about faith, but I'm also there just to support them and uh, and just to be a, you know an ear that they can talk to. If they talk to me, you know, it doesn't go anywhere else, and it doesn't go back to the coaches or the admin or whatever. So they it, it's seen as someone they can talk to. Uh, freely, and it's not going to affect uh, you know who they are or, or what's going on in the club. Mate, you said you're involved in ministry uh, when you became a chaplain in '92. Uh, tell us a bit about your your ministry involvement. Involvement. Yeah. So, uh, look, I I started uh, in a parish and assistant minister out at uh, Redfern uh, in my first two years when I was a young guy, and that was a great experience. Love the people there and you know, had a really good time. Then we moved yeah. down to Wollongong and stayed down there for 10 years. Right. And uh, I worked in the local parish at West Wollongong. I was also the chaplain at the university cool. and uh, really enjoyed that. And that's when I picked up the chaplaincy with the league and just love. And for me, for ministry, I, I really enjoyed not just being in church, waiting for people to come. 
but I really enjoy being out in the world mm. and really enjoy getting beside people and, and helping them meet the challenges and both Christian and non-Christian, just to see how they can manage it, you know, their way through life. Uh, so then, yeah, 24 years ago, came up to here at King's, uh, did chaplaincy here for 17 years, and that, that was wow. just a whole lot of fun. Cool. Just love the boys, and now I've moved into the role of deputy headmaster, which uh, which is which is a, another challenge, but I'm loving that too. Cause what does that role entail? People. Oh, look, it entails overseeing and looking looking after the senior school uh, mm-hmm. on the on the on the site. Uh, and a lot of it's pastoral. Um, a lot you know, we've got three areas we want to look after. We've certainly, got to make sure the academics keep happening. But you know, school, our school's a lot more than just the academics. And we've got a lot of character stuff. You know, we've got great sport that goes on here. And then also our community. We want to build up our community that people feel part of the community. You know, they feel accepted and and they're in a position where they can try things. And yeah. so I'm just overseeing all those areas, just just making sure you know that we're doing well in those areas and then you know sometimes people struggle staff students and, and you've got to deal with that uh, and so you can do that really from a pastor's heart i think uh, which is which is my background yeah that's that's unreal did you uh, go to school there as well or did you come from somewhere else no <laughs> no this no. was i went to i went to evans high school out of blacktown oh right I was, yeah i was a state, state schoolboy, which right. was uh which i loved um, and so coming here to King's was a real eye-opener for me because I'd never been involved in, yeah. uh, in an independent school before. Uh, but that was good. I think it's really nice that someone with fresh eyes can come in and experience and love it, but also, you know, put your imprint on it and, and, and sort of have a chat and, and work out where things are at. Yeah. Where did your faith journey start for you? Was it, was it a part of your family or did you have an encounter? Where did it all start? Yeah, look, I think that's why I love being in schools because it was it happened around when I was uh, when I was about year nine, year ten. Um, you know, back in my day, a lot of people did go to church. So mum and dad, uh, they sent us along to Sunday school. They went to church themselves. I think they've really grown in their faith and, and have a really clear understanding of it now. But I, I think I was, you know, year nine and ten had a had a really passionate uh, Sunday school Bible Bible study teacher who really just looked after us and, and taught us the Bible. And, and it just was a slow, gradual process. And there was a couple of things that happened in my life. Uh, I used to play for the, the Panthers when I was younger. I was captain of their, their junior side. Oh, wow. And, and I, got dropped, I got dropped for S3 ball. A, a guy called Brad Izzard took my spot. And, oh, uh, I'm not a bad player. <laughs> lose your spot too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was a bit dirty back then. So, uh, you know, and I, was, I, I remember I was just shattered uh, because football was so much, you know, much to me and it meant a lot to my dad. And I remember being scared going home telling dad I've been dropped. And, uh, but he just handled it so well, you know. He just said, you know, we love you because of who you are, you know, not because of what you can do. And then a little while later, that really taught me about God the Father, you know, that God, you know, he, he loves me for who I am, not for what I can do. So yeah. then just understanding what Jesus, Jesus has done for me and, and that I'm accept. I don't have to prove myself. And, mm. and that's why I love rugby league chaplaincy too because it's so performance-based. But I'm there not on performance base. You know, I'm, I'm there to say, look, you know, God loves you just because of who you are. You don't have to impress him. Yeah. Um, and and that's, just a, that's just a free, that freed me for my life. And, and you just want to share that and, and, and treat people with, in, in that way. Uh, so that was transformative for me. And, and I think that's really, you know, God set me up to, to mainly work with young people and, and try to, you know, encourage them in, in, with that message. 
with your support of the athletes over um, all these years, what are some of the things that just haven't changed that have always rung true? Look, I I think what I was just talking about yeah. the 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 need to be loved, the need to be accepted. Mm. You know, it, I, I still get surprised that after a game, if you know, if I just go up and say, "Oh, mate, you know that that little shimmy and that that pass, gee, that was great. You know, it was awesome." Yeah. And just a smile on their face. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Even a, it's amazing. People think that athletes that um, you know, they love encouragement too. It's, mm. It's people just think, yeah. oh, no, I'm not going to tell them that. But they're very, very quick to hear negative things. And as an athlete too, you're so hard on yourself. If you, I could have a great game and if I drop the ball once, all I think about is that one drop ball. I won't think about the, the 10 great things I did. I'll think about the negative thing. Um, and then yeah. you know, now they're coming home and they've got social media these days where they can, they'll jump on Twitter and they'll have 400 people attacking them for that drop ball and then it just amplifies their negative thoughts. So it's it's yeah. so healthy for them to have yeah. encouragement in their life and and have that genuine support oh, totally. around them. And I can't believe how much it still means to, you know, a professional player. I coach the 13Ds rugby here at school. Yep. <laughs> and and I've learned, you know, just be really positive with them, you know, because they get down on themselves. And I just, I transfer the same thing across, you know, when, you, when you're talking professional athletes. They still, they still love encouragement. And then they still, you know, I remember a guy this year did something, we lost the game. You just a sit beside him and go, mate, you know, hang in there, bud, you'll be right. And, you know, mm. and he's fought back and he's going really well now. And, awesome. and so just those little words, you know, just those little words of encouragement. Yeah. We all we all need. Yeah. So that has that has not changed. You know, when I was with the Steelers, I used to train, you know, weights in the morning, train after work in the afternoon, play touch football to finish, you know, the session. <laughs> so things yeah, have changed yeah. drastically yeah. now. But, but what hasn't changed is that they need to know that they're loved, they need to know they're accepted, and they need to have people in their lives who are going to love them no matter what. That's 100%. That's so good. Um, mate, yeah. you, you, you obviously talked about the way things are looking at the moment. This year hasn't been the best year, but you've seen some, some good times. And you know, I know there's a premiership drought there as well. I know all about premiership droughts and from the Eels. Um, but you guys broke that 2010. What was that yeah. season like? Yeah, that was that, that was a great season. You know, Wayne Bennett was coaching us. Uh, you know, he's he's smart, he's smart cookie. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to say that, but yeah. you know, people know that. But he he purposely went and and put a team together that he thought could win, and uh, and they did, and and that was exciting. I was just delighted, you know, for the club and for the administration, and you know, put so much work into it. So it, it was it was an exciting time. But it's funny, it's. You know, you asked me about that. I probably have clearer memories of the 1999 grand final. Oh, yeah. What a dramatic day that was. Oh, poor old Jamie Ainsco, you know. He he, he tried to save the day and and ended up, you know, penalty try. And I can can still remember it was like a bomb had gone off and the, the boys were just in shock. Yeah. But I probably, you know, I probably connected so much that day. Yeah. Um, to more people. Um, I mean, the Paul McGregor, you know, was just, he, he couldn't believe it. He was just shattered. Sean Timmons, who was still, you know, with the club. And, you know, they were just, it was just unbelievable. So whilst I remember that, that yeah, and I think that's what life is like, you know, the yeah. tough times, you, you remember more mm. and, and I think you learn more from it. But hey, look, um, you know, 2010, uh, yeah, that was great. Although I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> I've heard a good analogy recently talking about um, tough times and, 
uh, they they compared to weight training and how you know to to build muscle you actually you're actually tearing and damaging your, your muscle to build it again. Um, I find yeah. a lot of times, yeah. you know, especially in sport, those challenging times, those tough times, is when character is built, when strength is built, uh, and a lot of the yep. players tend to grow a lot in that time. Um, what, yeah. what, what, what have you found in those times has been the biggest, um, you know, when do players lean on you the most? How do they do it? it, it it's just those quiet one-on-one conversations. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's, it's a, maybe I don't want to generalize too much here, Tim. Yeah, but but I, I find the front rowers are probably the most open sometimes. Which, <laughs> well, uh, we're the best. Know. We're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I was a back mate, so you know I was one of those. Yeah, guys, yeah, one of the pretty boys that got all the attention and all. One of the pretty boys when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. amazing that the probably the guys who who I've really got quite close to and have really opened up a little bit more. Yeah, is a uh, yeah is the big boffers, and uh, and I remember one front row uh, from a while back. You know, he came back and apologised to me after he retired. I actually I did his wedding. Yep. And I remember, I remember we were talking. Just, I just said, "Who do you think God is?" And he just said, "You know, I'm God." <laughs> and oh, I was wow. like, "Oh man, what's going on here?" He came back. I, I, he was he was working with another club, and he he pointed me out. Came over and said, "Rev, I just want to apologise." He said, I, "That was so arrogant." What I said, I know it sounded arrogant, but he said, "What you need to understand is when you run a rugby league field, especially when you're in the pack, man, you, you know, you're taking your life in your hands, and you and you've got to be on song, and you've got to look after yourself." And he said, "I don't really believe what I said. I was just I was just in that focus zone." Yeah. So they're the sort of conversations, you know, that you that I love to have, and uh, and the conversations go on even after after they retire too. Yeah, mate. Did you have much to do with Mitchell Orgood when I was there a few years ago? With who? Mitchell Orgood. No, I don't think I did. No, yeah, he didn't play much first grade. There. He played a bit of a third grade. What about Justin Paul? Being front rowers have gone through the grade. Justin Paul, did you have much to do with him? Paulie. Yeah, Paulie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 uh, he's a quite the enigma, old Paulie. Good, good value. Very lovable guy, but uh, different yeah, to any other player I play with. I think he's down. I think he's. Um, I think he's got some role back down in the club. Someone was telling me last cup. Last really? Couple of so I got a. I got a. I got, he's a Helensburg boy, so yeah. Um, I think so. He's yeah. He's he's got a. I got to catch up with him again. Ah, awesome. Yeah, he was living down at Seymour Tops while still playing for Parramatta. So yeah, it was a fair trek. Um, but he he did it yeah. well. Um, yeah, and that's one of the hard things I find too. You know, players come and go, and and you, you just get to know. You get to know them and chat with them, and and then all of a sudden, you know, they're off somewhere else. And and, and it's nice being a long termer. I've been around the club a long time, but you, you know, you see players come and go a fair bit. But it's always nice catching up with them around the traps. How, how do you do with players that feel they've been hard done by? So, like you know, on the show, we get a lot of uh, retired players. A lot of them, you know, myself included, didn't have the, the finish that you probably like. Um, how do you feel on dealing with those players that you know probably don't? Yeah, you know, have the finish that they wanted, or they feel that you know they experience the sporting world, and yeah. the sporting world's not always fair. How do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, look, I I think one thing I think we, I'd love to do in chaplaincy more of is, is have more contact post retirement. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you know you, you you're with the club, and you know you're at training or at the games, and you see the boys, but when they retire, as you know, Tim. It's, and that's what I think some find it so hard to retire because it's not just about playing footy, but you know you you, you lose your community. Yeah. And 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 so I'd I'd love to think about how I you know, chaplains 
can continue on it, and you can do it personally, and, and that's fine. But 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 it is tough. But as you said, sport's not fair, and sport mimics life, and and life's not fair. Mm. And I think it's de- I think it's dealing with players with their expectations also, and it's the same with the boys at school. You know, a lot of it's about expectation. You know, how's you know, a lot of boys at school want to make make it in the sporting arena, and and you want to encourage them and and, and give them every opportunity, but not everyone's going to make it. Yeah, and then the next level, as you're saying, not everyone's going to have the fairy tale end. Very few get the fairy tale end. Mm. Yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah, and often, yeah, often it's a tough end. So I think it's about expectation. Um, you know, like at school here, we're always dealing with. You know, the boys want to win, and they and, and kids always expect they will win. I think. Yeah. <laughs> when they yeah. don't, they're shattered. Yeah. So we're just trying to encourage them: be competitive. You know, give it your best shot, and, and see how it rolls out, boys. Mm. Um, because it's not, you know, it's, it's not always going to come out. But that's a good thing in a way, because guess what? That's 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 what life's like too. And mm. so you need to learn to, to manage those, and you need to, you know, work out what your priorities are, mm. and um, you know, and and what you're trying to aim for in life. And it's not 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 always, you know, what's success? It's not always winning. It's you know about who you are and how you respond and and who you got around you, and you know that's where your Christian faith can can really give you a solid foundation to, to spring from and, and handle you know, whatever whatever happens. And even sometimes you do go out in a fairy tale end, but that may not be that helpful for you in the long run because then you know, you you're still gotta manage life after football or life after sport too. Mm. Um, yeah. so it's it's you know, being, being humble in success and you know, gracious in defeat and yeah. you you've got to handle both those imposters as as I think that, that beautiful poem said. Um, mate, you got a lot on your plate, um, a few plates spinning. What are some of the things you're doing uh, daily, just in your personal life, to um, stay in front of it or invest into your well-being? Yeah, I, I think uh, most mornings I'll, I'll get up, uh, open up my Bible, and have a read. I think I just find, I think I was re- reading a bit of C.S. Lewis uh, recently, and he, he, he just said, "Yeah, you know, every day you got to realign because every day you, you know, your flesh is crying out to go another way." And you just got to come back and let God's Spirit direct you and guide you. So for mo- most mornings, unless I got you know, seven o'clock meeting or something, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I want to open the Word and, um, and and rededicate myself and, and focus on, on what I'm doing. The next thing I want to do is enjoy myself. Yeah, you know, I want to. Yeah. I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy what I'm doing. You know, if I'm teaching, a, if I'm teaching a bunch of Year Sevens. You know, and you know, two weeks ago I had a shocking class. You now they're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a good, you know, I had a good hard look, and you know, and then I really worked hard at preparing. And we had a great lesson this week, and I thought, yeah, great. You know, I got I got on top of it. So I think it's important. You know, I want to enjoy myself, and I love people. I get energised by people, um, so you know, I love being around people and, and and working with them. And for me, having I, I actually live on site and work on site here at school. Mm. Um, so for me, doing something like the Dragons gives me another interest. It gets me off. Mm. And I'm in the Dragons change room. They don't know who, you know, they've got no idea what I do up here. They've got a bit of an idea, and you know, I work at a school. But I'm down there, and, you know, I'm lost in the moment. I hop back in the car to come home, and I'm like, oh, wow, that was great. Yeah. Uh, and then I jump back into this this life and uh, mm. and, and can enjoy it too. It's always yeah, caught in the rat race and and not focus on enjoying yeah. the moments. It's and rather than yeah. finding ways to enjoy it, you just it just becomes routine and you're in autopilot. So it's uh it's great they can acknowledge that. I feel, yeah. I think we can all get guilty of that sometimes. Get so busy and caught up with stuff and realize we're not. Yeah, I've got a six year old girl and a four year old boy that 
they grew. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like it's gone so quick, and I don't want to get caught up in what I think is important and not remembering that yeah. what's really important. Yeah, exactly right. And what, and what's you know what, what does God want me to do here now? And, and I'm I'm bad. I'm always jumping ahead. And also when I talk to the, the, you know the the Dragons boys, you know I always like to talk about other stuff. You know what 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 are you doing? You know How, how's how's your family or or what are you studying at the moment or you know what's your interests? And, and yeah. it's important for them that, you know, as you're saying, Tim, uh, yeah. that they they've got to have something else that you can go to. It can't just be footy, 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 because what your love will kill you. Yeah, and um, you've got to have something else you can jump into and just forget about life and forget about yeah. your forty, and then then come back into the thing you love. Yeah, the, the ones that I guess have the, the the best transition are usually the ones that um don't have all their eggs in one in one basket. They've got you know a yeah. bit of education, yeah. they've got a faith, they've got something else outside of it that you know really helps them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, well, mate, we've we've had the privilege of having a few chaplains on actually on this on this show, but. I really love what you're doing. I love that you're doing both out of King School and out, out at Dragons. But yeah, we're right. so grateful that people in your position are, are helping players that, you know, whether they have faith or not, you, you're providing that support and another layer of furthering the kingdom in, in such a, you know, you know a, in such a space, I guess, doesn't get much reach. You know, I always say, you know, God puts people in that area for a reason because a lot of times you're the only Jesus that people will see. So... Mate, really grateful for what you've done. Yes. Um, keep flying the flag. We're proud of you, and uh, we look forward to seeing Dragons uh, have better days ahead, mate. <laughs> Good on you, Tim. Peace. Good on you, Ben. Thanks, Steve, mate. mate. Cheers.